Hey everybody, welcome, welcome. Today we're gonna to talk about the market capitalizations of gold, silver, and Bitcoin. So we're starting out here with the gold market capitalization over the last 14 years. Now market cap is kind of a loose term to use for the gold market. First of all, no one knows how many gold and silver bars, ounces, tons, however you want to measure it, uh, have been mined throughout humanity. There are estimates. There are very good estimates. I definitely encourage you to check out uh, the trend lines that we ran over the gold and silver price. Also looking at the mining multiple of gold versus silver over the centuries. Check out earlier videos for that. The estimates that I'm using here are from an Australian gentleman named Nick Laird very good professional in the gold and silver industry uh, has compiled a lot of good historical data uh, on the estimated gold and silver ounces that have been mined throughout humanity. Um, of course, there are other independent bodies, the World Gold Council, Silver Institute, many others, CPM group that uh, do their own estimations of these things. I kind of take a smattering of the data and try to put it together uh, the best that I can. But of course, no one is going to agree in total with how much gold and silver there uh, exists on the planet. Uh, first of all, how much exists both still underground, yet to be mined, and above ground, already mined. No one is going to have an exact number, but generally there is uh, agreement. If you find other publications and you take a snapshot of the numbers that I'm about to show you, uh, you will find that they are pretty close. So that's the that's the point here. So here we are, um, the gold, all-time gold market capitalization uh, over the last 14 years. This uh, Why the last 14 years? Because that's the lifetime of the Bitcoin protocol, the Bitcoin system. So I want to layer that on top here. But here we have the all-time gold produced. And we see that, you know, it's a constant rise. Uh, December... 31st, 2008, $4.2 trillion equivalent of gold mined throughout humanity at that point. Then we had a big boom here with the Eurozone crisis, post-financial crisis, 2011, fell down a little bit. And then we went back to $2,000 an ounce here, uh, or close to $2,000 an ounce uh, up until today with uh, COVID uh, stimulus, COVID bubbles, and further inflationary worries to where the current, as of January 2023, rough gold market cap is $12.2 trillion equivalent. And what that includes is literally all ounces estimated to be mined throughout all time. Okay, so it's about 6.4 billion ounces. You can do the math based on the gold price. You get about $12.2 trillion equivalent value. Now, gold has about 15%, 10 to 15% uh, loss rate or unrecoverable, not easily recoverable rate, uh, because it's absorbed into industry, uh, into electronics, dentistry, even, uh, other industries as a conduit. This includes all of that. So this is gross, gross, all the gold that's ever been mined. Of course, you could take out 10 to 15% of this, uh, and we will do that in future videos, but you could take out 10 to 15% of this 
to show gold that's, say, not easily uh, absorbable by the market. But certainly every ounce that comes on every year that's mined every year, it has a gold and silver price. Um, you know, there's a marginal cost to production for everything. And so there's always going to be a price to pay for gold that comes out of the ground. Um, and we know that that over the last few years has been between $1,800, $1,700, $1,800 and $2,000 per ounce. Okay, so that's gold. That's gold. Now let's layer on silver. Much less, much less. Okay, this is linear scale here. Very simple. Uh, in December, on December 31st, 2008, there was only about $500 billion worth of silver produced. And then, of course, we had an even higher spike in silver. Silver price hit $50 an ounce uh, at this time in 2011. Eurozone crisis post uh, great financial uh, crisis of 2008. Very uncertain times. And you see here the ratio at this time was actually very, very small. The ratio of gold to silver in terms of market cap. Again, see prior videos for how we discussed this. Uh, it was only three and a half X roughly. Uh, meaning $7.8 trillion worth of gold, $2.2 trillion worth of silver in totality, only about a 3.5x multiple, whereas here it was about a 9x multiple, all right? And here, again, today, it's about a 9x multiple. For every $1 of silver, you have about $9 worth of gold that's been mined throughout humanity. But again, if you looked at that, again, check out prior videos. If you looked at that in ounces terms, of course, it'd be basically the opposite. You'd see some 56 billion ounces of silver mined throughout humanity and only about 6.4 billion ounces of gold. So supply and demand, scarcity, all of those things. That's how it works. And the ratio uh, has been roughly nine to one uh, in recent years, although Definitely, again, check out the earlier videos. In the 1500s, 1600s, 1700s, you would see a completely different picture as far as gold, silver, market cap, uh, based on any sort of fiat currency at the time, pound sterling, uh, Danish kroner, Swedish kroner, Portuguese rei. Uh, you would see that the multiple there was actually in the favor of silver. There was more silver. Uh, valued above ground and mined above ground uh, than gold, about 20% higher value in favor of silver way back then. And it's completely changed since the California gold rush, so on and so forth, to where we basically have about nine to one is the valuation multiple, also the mining multiple of uh, gold to silver today. So that's what it is. That's what it is. And just for some context as well, you know, in any one industry, it's it's kind of a lot. But, you know, as far as um, companies, uh, definitely there's no company yet that's worth $12 trillion. Uh, Apple, I think at the moment is between two and three trillion, two point five trillion dollars. Some of the other largest companies in any industry, you know, maybe 500 billion, a trillion. Uh, so about the size of all the silver in the world, some of the biggest companies. But if you're talking about the precious metals industry in totality, yeah, you could say it's only, only $13 trillion. It's a lot, certainly a lot of money, 13 trillion, 13 and a half trillion dollars. Um, but it's just one industry, right? We have one industry here of two precious metals on the chart. Uh, 
have mountains and mountains of real estate around the world, uh, sovereign bonds, stocks, equities, so on and so forth. Uh, hundreds of trillions of dollars in totality. Uh, layer on derivatives, you're over a quadrillion for sure. We'll hopefully get to parsing some of that out in the future. But for now, let's just stick with gold and silver because these are uh, historical monetary precious metals. And uh, we have a new digital uh, scarce resource, which is Bitcoin today. The Bitcoin protocol uh, started January 3rd, 2009 by Satoshi Nakamoto. And this certainly uh, compares most sharply with gold and silver as far as valuations. But certainly Bitcoin does much more than that. Uh, it's going to compare with internet type valuations. It's a protocol. Uh, it's value over a protocol that can be sent. So it's a completely different thing than gold and silver. Yet it has store value properties, monetary properties like gold and silver. So it's appropriate to compare Bitcoin to something like gold and silver. So here's gold and silver over the last 14 years. Now let's layer on Bitcoin. Much smaller see here uh, Bitcoin is the green shaded area at the bottom it gets very close to all-time silver here in uh, 2021 doesn't quite pass it but it gets very close and uh, it's nowhere near gold as of now okay let's compare the trend lines of all three of these assets and see if we can garner any interesting perspectives on uh, the future so firstly, with gold, let's run the, uh, actually, no, one more thing I want to show you. Let's take off gold here for a second. Let's, uh, let's look here really quickly, silver and Bitcoin. Okay. Some of you longtime Bitcoiners may remember from, there were articles in late 2016, December, 2016, saying that Bitcoin had passed the value of silver. As you can see on the chart, it was nowhere near passing the value of silver. What that was referring to when Bitcoin was roughly $15 billion in market cap was roughly, and they weren't even that close. They were talking about the actual annual production of silver, the annual production of silver compared to the market cap of Bitcoin, not apples to apples at all. So it's nowhere near it. We do see that it gets very, very close here, though, in the 2020 boom. Uh, when Bitcoin was uh, over $60,000 per Bitcoin, uh, twice, once in uh, March and again in November. So the market cap at the time of Bitcoin was a trillion dollars, uh, twice, 1.1 trillion in 2021. And gold, uh, excuse me, silver was 1.3 trillion, one, yeah, 1 1.3 trillion um, both times. Now, Longtime listeners uh, of my podcast and looking at the monetary and understanding some of the monetary base stuff that I do uh, may have remembered that I did tweet that Bitcoin passed silver uh, at this point in early 2021. And that's true from the perspective of if you remove, remember I talked about the industrial usage of gold, about 10 to 15% of the all time ounces mined. Silver is much higher. All right. As far as in a conduit, uh, uh, electronics, all sorts of other industries that silver is used, um, you can roughly take out 50% of this value to be non, not easily recoverable silver, not easily uh, valued silver as far as a market cap would go. You know, certainly it has its value to 
assets and things that uh, it's applied to. You know, there's silver in every iPad. There's silver in every uh, phone. Uh, there's silver everywhere. So certainly, again, silver on a marginal unit of production certainly has a cost and it has a, uh, a price. But if you wanted to apply that to all the ounces that have been mined throughout humanity, there's absolutely an argument where you could take off even half of this value. Okay, so at that point here in March 2021, when Bitcoin was a trillion dollars per Bitcoin, if you took off half of the silver value, uh, you would get, you know, 600, 700 billion dollars only of the silver available market capitalization. Now, of course, you could back out some Bitcoin as well, because it's estimated that 4 million Bitcoin are either lost, frozen, burned as high as 4 million Bitcoin, I should say. Uh, we have a little over 19 million mined as of today. Um, but typically that's not done for Bitcoin for the market cap. And I don't want to make things too complicated with discounting all these different things. But uh, that's where we are for now for the market cap. And so uh, it definitely has passed silver in 2021 as far as the uh, non-industrial silver in the world. Um, but that probably fell off here in 2022. In fact, it did fall off in 2022, where if we still assume 600, 700 billion dollars of non-industrial silver balance in the world, Bitcoin at 445 billion is lower than silver. So let's put gold back on and then let's just run some trend lines now. Okay, so what the first thing I want to do is I want to run. We've, we've gone through this in prior videos. Definitely check out all the prior videos on this. Let's run the exponential regression trend line on the gold price. All right, and there it is, this dotted line. Now I'm being very favorable to gold here. I'm taking the trend uh, all the way since gold was floating on the market, since the Nixon shock, since 1971. Again, see prior videos for that, but you can see this trend line is even below the starting value here. If I drew a trend line, say only with this market cap data the last um, 14 years, the the trend line would be much flatter for gold. It would be much flatter, not rising as fast as it is. So I'm actually helping gold here by taking the long-term trend. Uh, and by the way, that works out to about 7% per year compounded, this trend line, 7% per year compounded. Exponential regression, same thing. Um, it's the best fit, 86% R squared, not bad. Not bad R squared for gold. So that's the best fitting trend line you can draw over the market cap. And with trend lines, of course, we can predict. So let's look at predictions here for the fun, uh, the fun uh, comparison at the end of this video. So this is gold. Now, silver, exponential regression. Let's run that. How does that look? Much flatter, much flatter. I know I have the zoom button here in, in the way, but for the, the time where we still have a silver price, you can see that it's a much flatter uh, jump. It works out to about 5% per year in market cap increase and the trend line increase. Uh, compared to gold, 7%. So it's a much flatter increase. No one knows what the price is going to be tomorrow of silver. It could jump way above two sigma. Uh, again, look at our percentile bands videos. Uh, it could jump two sigma above the trend line here. And then it could fall down to one sigma or two sigma as well. So no one knows, but it's just, it's a trend line. It's a gauge for what the price might be or the market cap might be in the future. All right, so that's gold. That's silver. And those are their exponential regression trend lines. Now with Bitcoin, you might remember that it's an even faster curve that you can draw as a better fit. 
That is the power trend line, the power regression trend line. It's a 95% R squared over the Bitcoin price over the last 13 plus years of price data for Bitcoin. If we did the same power regression, but we drew it over the market cap, it's actually a 96% R squared. So again, the market cap is simply the number of Bitcoins available at any certain time, mined in totality at any certain time, times the Bitcoin price at that time. That's the market cap. That's the same uh, fundamental mechanism we're using here for gold. Same for silver. And, and again, gold and silver, this is gross. I'm including, I'm being very helpful to the valuation of gold and silver as I'm including all industrial usage of ounces throughout the centuries, certainly throughout the last century. So again, $12.2 trillion of gold. The trend, it's even above trend. Um, $1.3 trillion of silver all time. And that as well is above trend by a couple hundred billion dollars. Now let's draw the Bitcoin power regression trend line with a 96% R squared, a tremendously well-behaved R squared uh, since the origins of uh, Bitcoin in 2009. And since Bitcoin started to have a price on Bitcoin Pizza Day, May 22nd, 2010, here's the power regression for Bitcoin. All right, so we'll zoom out here, but you can see that uh, it has this concave up structure on linear scale. Uh, doesn't necessarily have to have that with the power trend line, but that's how it looks with the Bitcoin pricing. It looks concave up. That means the bump is facing down. Uh, so you can immediately see that it's going to grow faster than the gold and silver trend lines. Again, I'm not even commenting on people's demand for Bitcoin tomorrow, people's demand for gold or silver tomorrow. I'm just saying based on scientifically, mathematically, statistically, based on prior pricing data over time, the relationship is very simple. It's time and price. Time is the uh, independent variable. Price or market cap in this case is the dependent variable. We draw a trend line uh, from those data points. We can see that the increase for Bitcoin is much, much faster than gold and silver. And one more thing before I zoom out. Of course, I've said many times, I don't want to answer why questions too much. I just want to show you how things are developing in the market. Um, why might that be that Bitcoin has this faster sloping trend line than gold and silver? As you can see, the black line is just sloping up faster. Why? Well, because that's typically how the S-curve of technological adoption tends to work. Uh, happened with the car 100 years ago, happened with the internet, happened with the telephone, uh, happened with the mobile phone. Uh, it grows very, very fast. There's a point where it goes very, very fast, and then it will reach an inflection point where most of the world is using it, and then it will slow down. But we're at the period of that S-curve where it's growing very, very fast still. So most of the world is not using Bitcoin. And you could argue most of the world doesn't use gold or silver. Of course, they use it uh, industrially, uh, but even for store value purposes, you know, central banks hold 1.1 billion ounces of gold. Uh, gold is very much used in silver, in dowries, uh, in heirlooms, in, in China, in India in particular. Uh, it's a much slower sloping curve, but nonetheless, uh, the world definitely uses gold and silver more than they use Bitcoin. All right. So let's back it out. Let's take the bird's eye view now as we've been doing out to 2030 and see how these trend lines predict out. See if we can gain any interesting information from them. I'm going to reset the zoom. 
there we go. All right, this is linear scale still. I'll switch it to log. Might be a little bit more helpful. A little bit more interesting, actually, the way you'll see that gold and silver slope on log versus Bitcoin. Um, but we can actually make all the conclusions right here. Okay, so Bitcoin is under trend. Unlike gold and silver, which, are, which is above their 50-year trend, their, their current price, their current market cap. Bitcoin's market cap is, uh, at the moment, uh, $445 billion, roughly. That's as of, of a couple days ago, end of January 2023. And the trend line says, at this time, the power regression, which is a 96% R-squared, very strong fit, should be about a trillion dollars. Should be about a trillion dollars. So Bitcoin is over 50% uh, discounted or 50% uh, under the trend line even more uh, as of right now. Nonetheless, throughout its years as a protocol, it's been above trend, it's been under trend. We'll see that in a second on log scale. But we can still look at the predictions here. Look at this S-curve of Bitcoin adoption. If it continues, if it continues, the black line, uh, it's already as of right now, basically projected to pass the silver trend line. We see that it's not Bitcoin itself, the price, the market cap is not doing that. Nonetheless, that, that's what the trend line has predicted. And again, when I use the word prediction, it's a statistical term. I'm not saying I know what the price of gold, oil, silver, anything is going to be tomorrow. But uh, the line is obviously that S-curve is growing much faster. So we should, according to the statistics, by this year have passed the all-time trend line of uh, silver. That's non-industrial and industrial uh, as far as the trend line is concerned. And let's see where it meets gold. Because again, remember, gold and silver, they're going to grow as well, right? That's why it's appropriate to use the trend line here to predict out because uh, the 1.8% per year in ounces come out of the ground for gold in ounces, 1.8%, 1.5 per silver. And as far as dollar valuations of those ounces, that increases even faster. It's about 7%, 7% for gold and about 5%. Uh, for silver over the last 50 years, the trend line over the last 50 years. So nonetheless, uh, I always give you these sidebar comments. Sorry, but when does the Bitcoin trend meet and surpass the gold trend? May 2030, May 2030. So we've been looking out to December 31st, 2030 and all of our regression trend lines. And that's enough time, apparently, for the Bitcoin cap to surpass the gold cap. I'm not doing uh, standard deviations today. Let's just keep it simple. Let's look at one trend line or three trend lines. Let's keep it simple. We'll look at standard deviations another day. But um, here we have, this is the S-curve of Bitcoin's adoption. If it keeps up and a 96% R-squared on the market cap, a 95% R-squared on the price is, is indeed impressive. So let's, uh, let's see what happens. But before 2030, the trend is that the Bitcoin market cap will surpass the gold market cap. Finally, let's just look at it in log scale. Uh, remember, exponential trends, which is how the gold and silver market caps are being evaluated and trend lines drawn. Exponential trends will become straight lines on log scale. Power curves will still be uh, curved. And actually, they'll be the opposite of what this Bitcoin curve is. They're, they're going to be concave down. Okay, so the bump's going to face up on log scale. 
but the intensity of Bitcoin's power regression is going to show us on log scale something interesting about the rate of change for the exponential curves of gold and silver. So let's check it out now. Let's put them on log scale. And there we go. We can much easier see Bitcoin's market cap now. Okay, so uh, just look at the tooltip. We're rounding still to zero, uh, even though you can see the market cap here. It's uh, 100. Remember, these are in billions. Okay, so 120 million at this point in June 2011. First empty Gox hacking $30 Bitcoin price, and then it fell back. Uh, you know, a couple hundred million here in 2013. Uh, get over a billion as well in 2013. Uh, 13 billion in November 2013 during that major boom where Bitcoin went to $1,200 per Bitcoin and then fell back into the crypto winter uh, for the next few years. But we can see the S-curve here is now concave uh, down. The bump is facing up for Bitcoin. But look at gold and silver. I mean, uh, they're indeed straight lines here across the page, but the slope is so gradual compared to Bitcoin on log scale. It literally, they just look like flat, straight lines across the page on log scale. So this is, you know, if you want to really cut through the noise, uh, Peter Schiff, Jim Rickards, any precious metals bug who hates on Bitcoin, who's just been ignoring this 96% R-squared power regression curve over the last 13 years, just been ignoring it. Uh, you might want to think again because this is a powerful, powerful trend. I'm not, you know, as I always say, past performance is not indicative of uh, future results, not financial advice, all the rest. But look at that power trend here on log scale. Pretty, pretty remarkable to see that uh, where Bitcoin could be and where it could pass, the silver capitalizations should be in the next year. Let's even zoom in a little bit here. So... Yeah, we should really even pass it right about now. But obviously we're not. And again, Bitcoin is under trend, well under trend. Okay, so the market cap, 450 billion, roughly trend line a trillion. So Bitcoin's got a lot of way to go to catch back up to it. But this is where the trend line sits. And look, Bitcoin's been above the trend line as far as market cap goes for many many years during its existence. Certainly, it, it hangs out under the trend line a little bit more. And as we mentioned uh, yesterday with the power curve video on price, every time the market cap is below the black line for Bitcoin, uh, yes, it is going to pull that trend lower. Okay, it's going to pull it lower. But if you looked at this same black line and you ended it on 2020 data, 2019, 2018, 2017, 2016, you're going to see that 2016 is the lowest year ever. So it's uh, 2016's power trend is lower than this black curve. But other than that, all of the trends are, there's a couple other that are still lower than the black line as well. All of them hover around the black line. They get kind of stamped around the black line. So really, since 2015, 2016, Bitcoin has posted a similar power trend, regardless of where it goes each day with each closing price, with each closing market cap. So pretty interesting. Powerful curve. Uh, 
We've done a lot of work on trend lines on gold, silver, and Bitcoin in particular over the last few weeks. Uh, this is certainly going to be a core feature of the channel, talking about gold, silver, money, macro stuff. But I guess just to conclude this one, if you want to keep your eye on the prize as far as the most interesting technological S-curve adoption monetary store of value trend today, it's certainly not gold. It's certainly not silver. It seems to be Bitcoin. Not financial advice. Stay safe out there. Thanks for watching.